Hey guys, and welcome back to Sad Girls Are Hot. And uh, I didn't really do a whole intro for this video uh, because I was just so excited to have this interview with the wonderful, multi-talented, successful Chloe Weiss. Um, so I hope you all really enjoyed that, but I just wanted to come on here and just tell you that this episode is mainly about self-doubts in the creative industry, but can be applicable to other career paths as well. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy and I will see you guys again next week. Bye. This works. Okay. That sounds like a good sign to me. <laughs> sounds like a good sign to yeah. me too. I'm so bad at Zoom, so you're literally so fun. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. I am, I don't know how this is going to work, but we're going to try it. Um, okay. Cool. Hi, I haven't done the intro for this video yet, so I don't, I'm probably going to add something in beforehand. I don't know. We shall see. Um, but okay. hi, and welcome to Sad Girls Are Hot, Chloe. And everyone who don't, doesn't know the wonderful, amazing, talented Chloe. This is Chloe Weiss, everyone. Hello. Um, she's amazing. Um, we actually met last summer. Uh, 2022, because we worked at a children's camp together. It's wild. Yeah, it was yeah. so much fun, and the show that we did was great. Yeah. And I miss it. I miss it so much. I know. I know. We were just talking about before the recording started how much we miss each other. It's going to be It's gonna be a while till we see each other. I think till August? August? Question yeah. mark? Yeah. But, you know, we still got, we still got time, because uh, Chloe, where do you go to school? Good question. So I go to the University of Pittsburgh, and so I'm at the School of Arts and Sciences over there. Oh yeah, she is. Uh, they are. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I first of all, let me let me let me talk about something. So last time I talked to you, I believe your pronouns were she they, and I yep. think they changed to they they them. Is that correct, or do they still stay the same? I appreciate the ask. It's still she they. You're totally okay. good. Okay. I thought I saw it somewhere like on Instagram or something that it was they them. But okay. Just want to make sure <laughs> that was something I probably should have asked beforehand. Sorry. No, you're Of course. So now everyone knows their pronouns. So be respectful. Okay, everyone. I'm going to beat your ass. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm very protective over Chloe. Yeah, very confrontational. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got these guns. I got, I got you. <laughs> I go to the gym sometimes. <laughs> but yes. Um. So where was my topic question? Um. Oh yeah. So they go to school at Pitts in Pittsburgh, and we met in uh, D.C. Um. Well, Maryland, kind of. But yeah. So we don't get to see each other that often. But you know. She's coming home soon. She's graduating. Yeah, yes. I'm so stoked. I'm coming with double major. I get a publication for, as part of my degree, which yes. I have to defend next week. Crazy. 70 pages of wonder. I'm all here for it. I'm really so 70 pages. Yeah. How long has that taken you? Uh shoot. Since last May, I'm okay. This is really awkward because I'm a yeah. musician. Apparently, you're supposed to be good at math. I'm not good at math. <laughs> However, many months since May, <laughs> so I guess almost a year. Almost a almost a year. That's like still months. impressive. Yeah. I nice. give you so much credit. Wow. Yes. Thank you. So, what's what's your major? Okay. Well, I'm a double <laughs> major in vocal performance and fiction writing, and so. 
Yeah, thanks. And <laughs> I do a whole bunch of stuff for that major. I mostly do stuff for my music major. I probably okay. should pay a little more love to my writing major <laughs> and write more. But um, yeah. what can I? I gotta choose yeah. one. That's exactly and exactly. So um, that probably lends itself really well to what I do now, which is I yes. do a lot of choral conducting. I do mm-hmm. choral composing as well. Matter of fact, uh, just this past Sunday, I premiered my most recent choral composition. Yes. I was hoping you you. were going to bring it up. Congrats. (laughs) Thank you so much. It was amazing, first of all. Um, I will tell you, like recruiting musicians to all be in one spot is skill. It is rough. It is difficult because we're all doing so many projects. But what I can tell you is I love conducting on the podium. Like I haven't been able to do that since I would say uh 2021 so it's been like two years I've been studying since then like privately right Right. but I haven't actually been able to be in front of an ensemble in so long and so I finally got to do that and so after posting it on my socials (laughs) yes that uh not one but two conductors want to program it in their concerts this fall so the crazy part is I'm going to be officially paid as a not a conductor but a composer uh, for the first time this year which is congratulations oh my gosh look at you doing so many wonderful things guys also for people who don't like know her in person they're incredibly talented so they deserve everything that they're getting right now I just have to say um (laughs) yes um but awesome. So let's get into more of the topic of coping with self-doubt because we all love that topic. What do you mean? Like that's always a fun topic to talk about. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're in your last semester of college, but you're already getting so many opportunities. What is, okay, well, this is kind of hard because I feel like as artists, like, what is your job title? We can't really say, but like, oh, I think I hate it so much because I'm like, I I don't know. But like, if you could like sum up kind of like what you're passionate about at, and like how that pertains to work, how would how would you do that for people at home who don't know? That's the hard part. Because I, I, I've experienced that before where at family gatherings, you're like, so Chloe, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're not in STEM and we see that you're not in business. So what are you going to do about that? I'm like, listen, let me show you my spreadsheet of what I'm doing, but not really. Um, yeah. A lot of presentation. <laughs> yeah, my, my 30 slide PowerPoint, like, this is how I'm going to make this a stable thing. Exactly. Um, I'm, a, I'm a type A person, if you can't tell. Um, but at least uh, if I had to sum it up to my family, I think the easiest way to talk to people is being like listen I'm a musician and I'm a writer and so as being part of the two worlds you have to be able to break those down into different tasks which we yeah as creatives inevitably have to do um yeah I would say like umbrella term I'm definitely a musician I'm a writer and then when it comes to like the actual subfields that I'm involved in that would be for music the choral world and then for writing the fiction world and so that would be with the teaching aspect, the writing aspect, and the performing aspect. And so I like yeah. to I like to combine the performing and teaching aspects. Yeah. I don't like people say, oh well, music education isn't performing. Yes, it is. Yeah, it, it is. totally <laughs> is. Oh, and for so, sure. So I, I mean I'll clock anyone in the face if they tell me that it is not Yeah. And to be fair, it's in front of most the most judgmental people. If like you're going to see a concert, at least you know what you're going into. Where like yeah. if you're teaching it especially to kids they're so judgmental. It's the hardest job. Of, like, again, it deserves the most credit, if anything. 
<laughs> and yet it receives the most criticism, yeah. which is absolutely nuts. It drives yeah. me insane. So people are like, so what do you do? I'm like, you know, <laughs> I just do. I kind of yeah. Yeah, that's so valid. That's so valid. Yeah. 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 I feel I feel the same way. And there's always that overlap, like overlappingness thing that happens as well. Because as artists, especially as like writing artists, as music artists, as performing artists, there's great like whoa, line spaces, areas. You know, there's never, you can't just do one without exploring the other, at least a little bit. And like, that's crazy. So you have to be like perfect in all of those, which you probably are. And I I know you are, but like. Definitely not, definitely not. (laughs) Okay, to be fair, perfect isn't the term. I guess willing to learn, I think is the most important part, especially in this industry, you know? Yeah, I hear you. I think definitely being um like the term of always being like on you always kind of have to be on your a game you always have to be ready to take the opportunity as it comes because you never know when that is I think that's the frustrating part about uh being in an industry that that requires you to be a creative is you don't always know when the next opportunity is and if you see the opportunity you don't know if you're going to get it so when you have the opportunity you have to present what you have and what you have has to be adequate quote-unquote enough to be accepted and so that also lends itself to the question of what is adequate what is good enough which is the hardest part and that's where the criticism comes in I would say and art is subjective too like any kind of art which is insane which makes even worse for the self-doubt because you're like and are they just like not getting or understanding my art or is like am I really bad (laughs) you know like it's just it's so hard Yeah. yeah world too like I was I just went to this conference where I watched different people like conducting a master class and there are 200 people like watching for conductors that are my age like going yeah. up and so you're seeing them all conduct in different ways you're like well that's really interesting I could do that but they just conducted the other person like conducted this right. prior in a completely different way what am I gonna do I don't know <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. both of, it seems like almost like a musical trolley problem like what yeah. am I going to do look good enough for someone to understand what I'm doing it's hard right. it's really hard no fully and like the idea of like like what you mentioned comparison like especially in the art field where all of us like kind of preach we're like oh there's no like real answer to this or like for me how to act this or you know for both of us how to sing this but like on the other hand when you are watching somebody as your viewer you're critically thinking about what they're doing and you're like well I can't do that, or I can't reach this note, or I can't, I don't know, do that voice crack that made her act really well. And it's that comparison where in reality, someone else may be watching it and being like, they're not in it, they're out of it, they're this, they're that. And another person watching be like, this is the best performance of my entire life. And where where does the performer fall in that? You know, it's it's so interesting. That is really interesting. And I think that's the that's the part where like comparison can really be the thief of joy and that's that's so cliche for a reason it's because it happens to so many people and so there was like a as an example there was a moment where like when I was writing that research paper that I really just finished the edits for today like a couple of hours ago (laughs) and and so um like when I was actually in the process of writing this thing it's every researcher's worst nightmare of being like what if I don't have enough information what if at the end of the entire thing even like with a performance what if I don't have enough informed performance to do this piece what if I haven't done the work and so then it started it started becoming this question that spiraled into not only what is my research not enough but what if I'm not enough to do this 
that's where the self-doubt really can blend in. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part. And so, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you, but yeah, you brought up a great point where it's separating the art and the artist and like where, where does that fit in? Where does that not? Because on the other, on one hand, right. If, if you go into an audition or whatever, whatever the case may be, and you didn't put in the effort maybe you only rehearse the monologue or the song or the music or the compose I don't know I'm not good with music stuff so just let me know I just sing I don't don't you're doing great you're doing great (laughs) thanks (laughs) but um if you don't like rehearse it that much maybe like once or twice you go and you vomit okay like it still stings because like we like to think ourselves ourselves as like talented people and we can just you know do it because that's our job but also like putting in that work and spending hours and hours and hours on this and memorizing and making it perfect and then going in and doing bad where where's the line where can is that I'm I'm terrible at this is my art bad am I like you know what I mean and that's where I think like you know mental health coming into this like it's it's really interesting because it's not like a normal desk job where you can be like, oh, you know, like I I just had a bad day today. The boss was mean and I didn't, the paper didn't get done. And this person didn't call me back where if we have a bad day, it's directly related to our being, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. And that's in that moment, like when I was writing that piece or um, like I didn't do so well on a music jury last semester and I had to redo it. Yeah. Um, like uh, there are moments where I'm like, okay, so the music and the performance part isn't necessarily who I am. It's how I convey who I am. And so there are moments where we have to actually take ourselves out of that, where if I'm writing this piece, the 70 page thing that I hope is good enough to get past. And that's the question that I have yeah. to address next week. Is, is it good enough? Um, I had to take five minutes every hour or so. And I was still writing. I was still doing something, but I was writing about something completely irrelevant uh, to what I was writing about, which was yeah. choral research. And so in this case, I was sitting down with a research journal just on a completely different page and being like, you know what? What do I want to cook today? Or what <laughs> yeah. do I, what kind of podcasts do I enjoy? Or what... Yeah. TV shows am I looking forward to? Something completely separate where you're still in the work, but you're taking time to realize, oh yes, this is my personality. This is who yeah. I am. And how I'm applying it to my work without making it the only facet of my personality. Uh, so I think being able to separate yourself from the art, even though so much of yourself is in that art, is right. really important. It's hard. I'm saying this right now and I'm like, dude, I need to listen to my own advice. This is like, this is serious fire right now. What yeah. I'm saying. Um, it is I'm, truly I'm learning so much from it I'm like you're so right <laughs> like I you it's like it sounds so simple like yeah obviously separate yourself from the art like life is not that like deep it's fine but like you're putting so much of yourself into it you know and it's you're like wow like it's it's crazy it's ab- absolutely wild but yeah I like how how you mentioned how bringing in like small things like what am I gonna have for dinner tonight or what movie do I really enjoy watching because like bringing that part of like other parts of yourself is really gonna help ground you you know and again I say this but you know I still have panic attacks about my performances all the time but (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but like I think it's that repetition of like repeating it to yourself and being like, listen, we're on a floating rock. It's not gonna matter. People are so worried about themselves anyways. Like they're not gonna pay attention to me that much, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, it's like if you mess up, that gives you the opportunity to mess up and feel okay about it later. 
So if you're messing up and not feeling so great, now you know that, listen, you've done it. Checked off your checklist. You don't have to do it ever again. You're good. And nine times out of 10, the people you're performing in front of, you will never see again. Hopefully, potentially. They might recognize you on the street. That has (laughs) happened before. I did not like it, but uh, it was because of a choral concert I was in. I happened to be in the front row of the choir and they saw me and they're like, I recognize your hair because for those listening, I have very curly hair. And (laughs) so they're like, did you sing? I was like, like kind of like grating my teeth. I'm like, uh-huh, yep, I do. Can I go to the for now? Like, I'll see you later kind of thing. But besides yeah. that moment, nine times out of 10, maybe 9.5 times out of 10, they're not going to see you. And yeah. it's okay if you mess up. And if anything, oddly enough, there's like this study where like if somebody else messes up, it makes them feel comfortable enough where if they mess up, it's okay. And right. so it just proves that this is a human art. This is a human thing. And humans aren't meant to be perfect. We're just meant to exist and enjoy. And that's right. okay. Then we'd have yeah. robots to do our artwork and that's not fun either, you know? The imperfection you know makes the good art. <laughs> ah, that's what I'm saying. I was, I literally, I man, I should not share every single one of my thoughts, but I was no, like- No, please do. Oh, geez, here it comes, here it comes. My <laughs> IQ going down by like 110 points. Okay, um, I was like, wow, well, you know, what if like AI did performances? I'm like, well, you know, cartoons exist. So like, yeah, like, yeah. Wow, you're so right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, shoot, I don't know. This is too philosophical, dude, but like. <laughs> but like also I mean, we have right? voice actors that kind of Ooh. work with the cartoons and like, yeah, there's a lot of like audio mixing but a, a human is doing the audio mixing. So listen, AI can get really advanced and shit, but like is the creativity and the imperfectness is what makes good art in my opinion. And that sounds like so exactly. cliche, but like, it's true, you know? So true. Yeah, and I think the best part and the toughest part about, I think both of what we do is that it's a time art too. What we do in that moment is what's created. We can't like brush it over unless we're in rehearsal. It's right. like, it's not a painting. It's something that happens in the moment. And so of course the moment's gonna matter the most to us. Yeah. So it's so hard to like not want to make it perfect and inevitably we can't and that's okay. It's literally okay. Sure. I will tell you though, I hate when my voice cracks on stage. I'll <laughs> tell you. Let me tell you one time um, I went to, this was like one of my first like bigger auditions and I flew down to Florida and it was for Disney Cruise Lines. And I was so nervous. I was like shitting myself. I was like, ah, this is so, ah. And so like they gave me the material. I prepared it, whatever. And I was literally just there for a few hours. I flew down, I had the audition and then I flew back an hour, a couple hours later. Like it was like so much like, whoa, you know? And uh, I did not do a good job. And you know, maybe it was because of nerves. Maybe, I think it needed to happen. I think I needed that push at the moment. I think my ego was maybe getting a little too big, which is surprising because I feel like I don't have an ego, but may- maybe, you know what I mean? And so, but what, egos. <laughs> you know, I feel like artists have to have egos. That's an, that's another thing. But anyways, um, <laughs> um, I went to go exit and how the, like the stage was like kind of in the backstage area was like shaped. They couldn't tell when I exited. And so I was just really upset, whatever. And I was like, whatever, it's fine. Like I, it was probably wasn't that bad. And, and I heard one of the, like the judges of the person like behind, like whatever, judging me or whatever, like talk to the other person. And they're like, you can tell she was really nervous. Like she's, oh, she's no. inexperienced. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that was so humbling. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. like, 
great. Thank you. I'm not going to remember this for the next 10 years. Cool. I thought about it all the way home. But the thing is, I think what makes those moments great and like, trust me, they, they suck. And you know, you, you cry about it and you have your moments where you're like, am I doing this right path? I don't know. Am I, am I doing the right thing? But like, I think the moments that you decide that you're not going to give up is the most impactful part of your career or like our, you know, careers, we're, we're fairly young musicians and artists and we don't, we don't know. Um, but, oh, my cat is going to come into frame. <laughs> I get to meet your cat. I know, I have to meet him. But yeah, I just find it, oh my God, he's gonna, he has to wear his harness. Sorry, I'm gonna have to go down. Okay, so um, he has to wear his harness. Whenever I let him outside, he, um, he we got complaints from our neighbors because <laughs> he went into their house somehow. I don't know. <laughs> like my balcony back there, there's like a little ledge where he can like go up to the other side. And I guess he did that. Yeah. And he went, I was like, no shot. So that was, yeah. Well, yeah. at least you have a solution. A solution is good. <laughs> yeah, so now I put him on the leash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, back to topic. Um, yeah. Hold on, everyone. Yeah, so hold on. I'm sorry, my cat needed to be center stage. Um, but going back to that, um, what do you think is a big misconception about your career? Ooh, that's a really tough one. Misconception. <laughs> Holy smoke. I have this in front of the mirror before this more. Um, <laughs> hmm. I would say uh, the largest misconception I think is that um, choral music can be really boring. Um, Ooh, I think one. some people think that it can be like, what's the relevance? And that, oh, I can go into a whole other conversation about that another time. Because then again, that's a huge thing about like programming and making sure like that the music you have isn't like the same three shows that you've done over the past couple of years. Yeah. I'm like, well, if you if you show the same kind of music that's like super old that nobody knows, and yeah, that music is helpful. But if you only do that, those same three pieces for like years and years and years, that's all anyone's going to think is out there. So you have to program different stuff by different composers, some that are alive, some that are very dead um, and everything in between. And um, yeah, no, I, I, I can't stand when people are like, so isn't that for like super old people? I'm like, I'm 22. No, um, <laughs> it can actually be really, really cool. It can be really fascinating and it can explore the most, I think, um, visceral parts of the human voice that cannot otherwise be I think approached in any other way. That's what choral music is for. It's for the human voice to thrive. Right. And so um, approaching it from a really contemporary way, which is what I do for my own choral compositions. Mm -hmm. um, like, yeah, I'm, I'm sometimes inspired by like, I don't know, uh, techniques of ages past or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's helpful. But I mean, listen, if you make me write in counterpoint for the rest of my life, I may have to sue. Don't make me do that. <laughs> Um, I'm so serious. Um, I know it, it drives me nuts when people are like, isn't that for like what, what people sing in like churches when you're 75 years old and you're on your deathbed or something? I'm like, definitely not. Um, well, why do you think it's on your deathbed? It's because it's beautiful fucking music. And like, let me, let me just say for like, for people who haven't listened to choral music, cause just, I don't know, I'm guessing off my demographic that a lot of people here if they haven't been in a choir, have never really listened to choral music. And mm. yeah, like if you're, if you just know like the stereotypes about it, like you're only going to think about the stereotypes. But I, mm. let me tell you something to all the viewers out there. Um, Chloe okay. probably knows this, but let me just make something really clear. The, 
the most the most amount of times I've ever got goosebumps from listening to music was choral music because it's so beautiful and the people who are writing it the composers know what the fuck they're doing like writing music is hard where people are going to get mad at me for this but a lot of contemporary music nowadays they're not writing with the music musical score in mind they're writing for how the beat sounds and the lyrics that they're writing which is fine it's a different type of art but you can't like say one art is worse than the other if you don't understand one art you know what I mean yeah dude that's totally true though I mean I didn't even think about it that way I was like shoot when I write I'm like well do I write the the text first can I write my own text too like I don't take yeah. it from like an old poem I, I write my own wow. um so I guess I'm using my writing major for something but um <laughs> some level but um it's like do I do I format the music to fit the text or do I write the text to format the music that I right. hear in my head before I write so you're so yeah. right you're so so right yeah. so don't worry if anyone tries to fight you I'll fight with you oh yeah what have to say. Don't we will worry. win we will win don't worry um yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll stick them with my baton or something <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome um all right so to wrap this all up um what what do you think is the best way that you stay motivated in this very competitive field oh I think by realizing that just because someone else's path looks different doesn't mean your path has to look the same yeah. I think that's a really big thing. Um, and I learned that, especially like when I, I met all of these choral conductors a couple of weeks ago and I was like, whoa, like we all say we're choral conductors, but they went on this path and, and this other person took 10 years before going to graduate school and they're still in a really great place. And this person did this thing and that person did the other thing and I'm doing my thing and that's okay. And, and what I, just because I'm not where I want to be yet, emphasis on yet, does not mean that I can't be happy where I'm at now. That's right. the really big like, I love what I do now. Is it where I want to be in 10 years? Not necessarily. Hopefully I've, I've moved a couple of notches up in my career, right. but I'm happy where I'm at and that's okay. And I'm excited for where I'm going too, is the yes. most important thing. And also realizing that it is okay to take breaks. It's okay to take care of yourself. Could if anything, that break is the most productive thing you can do for the sake of your art, if not just for yourself. I think right. that's the most important thing. And also realizing, I think finally that, if you choose not to do this field, or if you choose not to involve yourself as much in this field, which is not necessarily the case for me, but if that is the case for some, that doesn't mean you're invalid as a musician. It doesn't mean you're invalid as someone who is a music enjoyer. It just means that you're viewing the field and how you're involving yourself in it in another way. And that's okay. Wow. It's okay. Yeah, it, it it's so okay. Like, wow, that was really well said like truly really well said <laughs> I'm gonna like loop that before I go to bed every night and just for motivation <laughs> like, you're so right <laughs> oh my gosh so you're gonna make me gonna become an inspirational speaker or something <laughs> you could be all three you know you could be a writer inspirational speaker and composer slash musician and just go on tour and do all of them at once yeah oh yeah sold out sure. I'm all here for it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah all right thank you so much chloe for joining us where can um the viewers find you if you have social medias oh absolutely so you can find me on instagram predominantly at chloe underscore weiss underscore and on facebook i'm just chloe weiss i'm sure you can find me i'm friends oh, yeah. with jamie if that'll be an easy yeah you easy can just search for chloe under my tap if you need it but <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah so i 
Instagram and Facebook is the easiest way to find me. And if you want any of my compositions, just let me know. I'm around. Also for music directing, I'm around. I'll be here in DC starting in May. So oh, yeah. Back. Yes. As you guys all should. If you need somebody, call her. I'm telling you. Please. They're so talented. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much again. I really, really so much appreciate it. And I'm going to put um, her um, Instagram and Facebook in the description as well. Um, but no. yeah, I appreciate you coming on. And this was, this was great to hang out with you again. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>